Well, hey there, and welcome back to the show. So I spent most of my life feeling like I'm a square peg trying to fit into a round hole in so many ways, but especially when it came to work. I spent many, many years as a waitress, as an administrative temp, as a payroll specialist, as a real estate agent, as a teacher, and as a jewelry designer. My background is in education, but I knew that teaching kids was not it. But coaching is. I now understand that I was on the right path with teaching, but in a different way, a slight tweak. And I sure wish I knew about these slight tweaks way back when. Now, during this episode, ADHD career coach Shell Mendelson and I talk about using our ADHD interest-based mind to guide us in making career decisions. We talk about questions to ask yourself to determine your career path. We talk about how how, how the how comes together organically after determining what you want. We'd also talk about identifying the safekeeping self that keeps us from being all that we can be. With a master's in counseling and emphasis on career, Shell has helped hundreds of ADHD adults and young adults over the past 35 years find a fulfilling and sustainable career direction. She has also experienced her fair share of career changes. In her 20s, she had a string of unsuccessful secretary jobs, which helped her realize that her strengths in shorthand didn't mean she was fit for administrative work. Once she found her real life's work over 35 years ago, she has never looked back. Her work is synonymous with joy and she will likely never retire. She wants that for everyone. And with ADHD is absolutely imperative that we make a choice that reflects that joyful experience for the majority of our workday. Now, before we dig in, I wanted to be sure that you've downloaded the free ADHD supports guide I created for you. Honestly, it might be a good idea to have your guide handy each week while you listen to the podcast because it's so full of tips, tools, practices to support you on your ADHD journey. And you might just find a support or two during this interview with Shell to include in your guide. If you haven't already, download the ADHD supports guide at visiondrivenmom.com forward slash ADHD supports or find the link in the show notes. Enjoy the show. And you're listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast with Tracy Nolan Bierman, where we believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories as well as invaluable tips, tools, and practices for managing overwhelm and using your beautiful, unique mind as a superpower. Motherhood with ADHD is the journey of a lifetime. Let's enjoy the ride together. Hey, Shell, welcome. It's good to have you here. Um, and Thank you, Tracy. Yes, Thank you. absolutely. Yeah. We chatted uh, for quite a while before I hit record, and <laughs> um, and there's so much, there's so much great stuff that we have to talk about today. So, yeah. can you tell us a little bit before we start about your journey, about how you got to be doing what you're doing now? Okay, so my official title is I am an ADHD career coach. Mm-hmm. I am not which means I am not an ADHD coach, which is more on the executive function. It's very specific. My background is in all things career and I work exclusively with ADHD adults. So I just want to clarify that. Yes, absolutely. Um, Yes, but how I got here today, this has been a 35 year journey, right? So we're talking journey city. 
and all the journey. Yeah. But our work should always, the the work that we do in our life should always be a journey, Mm. especially with our brain wiring, right? It's always got to be expanding and growing and whatever. So my, I started, uh, with a master's degree in counseling with an emphasis on career and vocational rehabilitation, which meant that I helped, uh, I learned how to help people with disabilities, all kinds of disabilities, uh, physical, mental, emotional disabilities, uh, who were injured on the job. I mean, I I worked in the workers' comp system to start Mm -hmm. for 10 years, but in my training, I learned to work in all systems. And, uh, I mostly work with people that were injured on the job, but they were basically people that were disabled and unable to do certain things. So I had, we had to find out what their interests were, what they really wanted to be doing out there and what they were capable of doing physically, mm-hmm. emotionally and mentally. So uh, that's what I did for 10 years. And working in the system was great in the beginning until it wasn't. Right. Uh, And I worked in the California system. And the reason it was back in the day when I was doing it, it was so much fun because I got to actually use all the skills that I was trained to use until the law changed. And we were no longer able to do that because it cost the insurance companies too much money for us to do that. So they took vocational rehabilitation away uh, as something that was given to, uh, folks who were injured and couldn't return to their jobs. Um, it was, it took, it transformed in such a way that I wasn't, I just couldn't do it anymore. It was yeah. not. And, and it wasn't just that I was working in a system that I wasn't happy in after yeah. a while. So being in the right system really is important. Right. And I, I was undi keep in mind, I wasn't diagnosed until my, uh, late fifties. Okay. Mm. So I was uh, living with ADHD and all the ramifications of that, uh, without knowing that this was what was going on and wondering, always wondering, even from the time I was very young, before I got into my master's program, I was fired from a, a just a gazillion secretarial jobs because I hated it. Right. And I had a bad attitude. <laughs> I was- <laughs> It's like, I'm too good for this stuff. <laughs> I mean, I did it mostly after I got my uh, teaching my teaching credential, my bachelor's in teaching credential. And so I was always, I could do the work, but I hated it. And I yeah. was lost. There was, I call it the lost years before I found uh, the master's program. And once I, once I got that, it was incredible how I transformed from being inc- incapable to somebody who just blossomed. Mm. And I became this... Um, superstar in my field right once I got started working in the field and it was unbelievable what being in the right job with the right fit right what it does to you it, it gives you this confidence it gives you the ability to really enjoy what you're doing and focus in on it and spend you know and and grow in it in many different ways and that was where I started out that was where my growth in the fields of I call I'm in the field of education because I love teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love coaching and counseling. So there's mental health involved and there's working with ADHD people. Plus I'm a business owner. So I have, I've got a little bit of overlap in the business world. And at one point franchising, which we'll talk about. 
I'm confusing everybody, I'm sure. You're not. Uh, no, it's the, you know what, here's the, here's the thing. The ADHD journey is not a straight line. It's not, it's so nuanced. It's so nuanced. Exactly. Uh, so the whole time when I, um, I was working, uh, in the field and then I started, uh, then I found what color is your parachute mm, right. and the training by Richard Bowles, who wrote the book. And, uh, I went independent. I worked, started working on my own after five years. I worked for a couple of companies doing voc rehab. Um, and I had to be very independent. That was the thing I was, I was very independent within those companies, but here's the thing, you know, when they give promotions, a lot of times they say, oh, you can be a manager or a supervisor. When my boss came to me with that, I just looked at him like, are you crazy? That's nope. not what I want. <laughs> <laughs> For me, the next step would be to be independent on my own and have my own company. Right. And that to his uh chagrin i mean he was not happy with that and he just he almost started crying which made i mean i felt terrible but i said to him look remember when you started your company what was it like for you would you want to go back right. <laughs> and work for somebody else uh what what was your trajectory so he understood and he said take take your clients you let me take the clients i had start my really? own thing and i continued oh, okay. to do vocational rehab for uh, ten, up to 10 years, I think it was 10 years when mm -hmm. I finally got the training from Richard Bowles um, because I was burning out. I started burning out. And luckily for me, and maybe this is my ADHD coming into play in a good way. And there are many, many good things about what we got going here. Many mm -hmm. good things. Right. Uh, and one of them was that I could see the writing on the wall. You know how some of us have this 360 degree or this ability, not to maybe ability to see the future mm -hmm. in a weird kind of way. Right. Like we can, we've got this big picture thinking and we can, we can see the road ahead quite a bit. And for me, the road ahead looked dead for working as a voc rehab counselor. And it started opening up for me with working with the general population mm -hmm. of people who really wanted to make a career shift of some kind. Mm, so you went from the have to, to the want to huge difference have to, to the want to very well put, right? Very well put. Uh, yeah, because I was working in a system where it was, it was, everything was stacked against, mm -hmm. uh, the, the worker actually going back to work and doing something they wanted to do. A lot right. of times they came in fighting because they didn't want to, not work in the companies they were they didn't want to not be doing their job so it was adversarial all the way through and i i could handle that for 10 years and then i couldn't yeah anymore i just couldn't um and so when that training came up for me i spent uh, a good period of time learning parachute with other people who were career people as well and it was the most incredible experience I've ever had, really. And I went through the process myself. I went through it twice. And each time I came up with career counselors being, I was in the right fit. I was doing Ooh, the right how thing. Brilliant. Yeah. So, so was, can I stop you for just a second? Sure. I I know what, what color is your parachute. Um, I remember it well for, for, you know, when I was, um, out of high school as well as like through my twenties, 
But I don't know about like, and my kids are teens, so we're not quite to that point yet. Can you tell uh-huh. us what, what color is your parachute? What, what is that? What is it? What is it about? Um, well, this is the workbook we use. It's okay. the, we use a workbook. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what it's about is, um, and I have an issue with the term job hunters workbook. It's not a job hunters workbook. It's a workbook about defining your career direction, defining where you want to go. And it's about not, you know, what am I supposed to do, but what do I really want to do? Mm -hmm. What is it that makes me happy? What are my preferences in all the areas that make up my ideal work? And that would, I don't know if you want me to go through what those are, but I can go on forever about that part. But it's really helping to clarify and focus on the areas that you really, really are attracted to Mm -hmm. and be honest about it. And that's the toughest part when people have been entrenched in, um, I don't want to use, I got kind of a slap on the hand for using the term term soul sucking, Mm -hmm. but many, for many people, they come into this process and they've been in the situation in their work environment where it's been all wrong. Yeah. And they've tried to fit themselves in. Right. And it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. You try, you keep trying and trying. And then you start thinking it's about you. Mm-hmm. Then you start getting criticized and called on the carpet. Right. And right. fired very often. Mm-hmm. Or put on one of those PIP programs. You know what I'm talking about? Performance right. improvement. <laughs> right. The performance improvement. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And those things are about getting people fired. Basically. Right. It's the next step out the door. When you're in that it's time to get out, find a way out. Uh, but uh, I work with quite a few people in that situation. So when you keep getting told over and over again, or, or you feel like you're doing something wrong in the workplace, of course, you're going to have these voices in your head about, can I do anything else? What else can I do? As mm-hmm. if you're confused and you're not clear. And this is about what I do is work with, with that element of it, which means that the safekeeping self is what Bowles calls it. It's a part that keeps you safe from, do, I can't, I won't, I shouldn't, all the yes buts that come up. Mm. Taking any kind of action. Can't, and before won't, people should. even Yeah, and before people even sign up to work with me, they're going through all that. Mm, they're like, right. should I, you know, what's this going to, this is one uh, one more class or whatever, and how's this going to help me? But they're still desperate, you know, yeah. because they don't know how to do it. There's never been any clear-cut way to get, get there. Mm-hmm. And I think Parachute was always an attempt to do that, to help people clarify what, what they wanted, the what part of it. And when you clarify the what, if you don't know what direction you're going, if you don't have the address, so to speak, mm-hmm. Think of Google Maps address and then boom, come right. Your GPS, yeah. Your GPS. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, how do you get there? Shell, that's exact. Yeah. That's exactly the work that I that I teach is that you have to something. You have to have some direction. Otherwise, you're going to keep getting the cosmic two by four. What I call the you know that which might be the getting fired and the getting fired and the getting fired. But you have to decide something yeah right you can shift right and you can pivot yeah but yeah i love that you said that the what yeah how to decide on the what? something 
The how appears after that. Oh, I love that. That's get, exactly my words. Yeah. Stuck. Yeah. People get so stuck in, you know, but how do I do this? And is it going to, they, they're so fearful, you know, and it's understandable. It's right. understandable. You don't know. Uh, and it's some people are very fearful of just even admitting what their preferences are mm-hmm. because they're afraid they're not going to get a job. How, how can I get a job with this? How can I, am I going to get paid the, I get paid, you know, to do this. So they're thinking about the how before they even figure out the what part. Right. I, you know what? Yeah. I want, I want to stop. Say that again, please, Shell. Because that is super important. We t- I think especially with our ADHD minds, they go, they spin, right? And, yeah. uh, and all of the reasons that this could really not work for me go around. And yeah. how am I going to do that? Too many steps and I don't have the money and I don't have the context. So yeah. can you say that again about the what and the how comes later? The, yeah. If you don't know what the what is and you don't take the time to figure that out and to have a pro that's what my process is. It's figuring out the what part, mm-hmm. then the how part will come together right. organically. It, yeah. it kind of organically happens. Now I know what I want. Now here, here are the steps that I can take to get there. Right. And very often for some people it is, it could be about getting additional training. Uh, it could be something simple like an online certification program. Mm-hmm. They've already got the skills, right? They've got the, the, they've got the experience on some level to do some, the thing that they're attracted to, but they need additional training. They might need to go back to school, but if they do, it's not going to be in, it's not going to be in this general kind of situation. It's very specific right. training that is needed to actually work in the field. Like I did, I had, when I went back to my master's program, I had, you know, five, six years of college already. And I was like, I don't, it took me four years to just say to myself, if I don't do this, I'm never going to be able to do the work I want to do. And then it became do or die. Right. I've right. got to do this if mm-hmm. I want to be doing the work I want to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily it's a lot cheaper now than it was yeah. then than it is now. But at least if you know, you're not wasting your money. Well, and you know? I think too that, um, that, for us, for, I mean, for everybody, but especially for those of us with ADHD, it has to be interesting and important for us to go back to school and get the master's, right? For us to take that step. It has to be interesting and important or else we're going to quit or we're going to hate every minute of it. That brings up a really good point, Tracy. Yeah. (laughs) That is that we are, um, I think as a group, and most people are, but particularly our tribe, so to speak. Mm-hmm. We're very purpose-driven. Yeah. And we've got to have a purpose uh, that is meaningful to us and something that is serving in a way that we know that when we're doing it, we're giving back to the world in some way. Mm-hmm. And that, that needs to be aligned with our whatever work we're doing, right? right? So all that stuff needs to be uh, acknowledged. And that's something that we work out on is your statement, your mm-hmm. get clarification on it. And th- when they've gone through all the what pieces of it, they can then, then their, their purpose becomes clear. 
and that exciting, point. right? And like that energizing that passion that, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, but it's the, the what pe you have to do it through a very unfiltered, in a very unfiltered kind of way mm -hmm. without other people's opinions coming right. into it. And the, the, the more safe keepers, right? The, the, the people around the you who, who just want to keep you safe. Yes. Who are not necessarily, you know, I, I think that's where community comes in place too, where you're yeah. surrounding yourself with people, coaches, friends, um, a, a community of people who believe that you can do whatever you want to do. Like you can do it. Yeah. But the safe keepers, your friends, your family, um, they love you. And it's not out of a, um, you know, not out of a, I don't, it's, it's out of wanting to keep you safe and happy. Right. Oh, then, what you're yeah, going to do, that might be really hard. <laughs> and have you tried this? And have you thought of that? And, right. oh, you would be so good at this. Yeah. Right. Right. So they, they get these voices. So when they're in the master class, I tell them, do not speak with anyone about what you're doing for eight weeks. Mm. Do not have a conversation. <laughs> I love I that. I put them yes. in the career bubble. Mm -hmm. and, and I say, not even your spouse, mm -hmm. not even your partner. I know it's tough, but you need to tell them. My right. coach told me this is what has to happen. Is it like this, like those brain worms, right? And then you, then they yeah. just kind of go through your mind. All of those little, the, the little, I mean, they, they do anyway yeah. with ADHD. The little, Listen, we got enough things. voices in our head. We have already. enough voices, like shut off the voices, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. I love this. And show. you have to be able to look at things from a very broad perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, and not and and allow every possibility out there to kind of shine through as you're uh, going through this and this and learn to identify when the safekeepers coming in mm -hmm. right and learn to uh, be able to say oh okay no wonder what because just the awareness is the first step right awareness of how that is impacting your ultimate uh, ability to sift and sort this information. It's not easy. It's not easy for anyone. But you do it within a small group and you do it in a career bubble and you have everybody's going through the same thing and they're all supporting each other. Oh. And they're all encouraging. So you have these people that really are like not only become your cohorts, uh, become your support, your network, your um, body double to do some of the exercises mm -hmm. and often um, know people who know people when you start different ideas start emerging about areas that you're interested well, in. Well, isn't that the thing too? When you, when you know what it is you want and then you start speaking about it in the bubble first. It's out there. And then people are like, oh, I know a guy. Oh, I know this. I woman. know a guy. Oh, yeah. I know, you know, right. But in what, when we're, when it's all in our head and we're thinking, yeah. no, 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 that's never going to. So this is a, this is a, um, I, have you ever seen atypical the, the, um, the, uh, series yeah. Netflix? <laughs> I yeah. love that series, but yeah. we just ended it. And I'm like, I, I'm sad. <laughs> it's yeah. really like I'm grieving <laughs> a little really. bit because I want that family. Right. But yeah. I remember when Sam I think I think it was his friend who helped him make the connection between the two things that and he was like, I don't know what I want to do. And what am I going to do in college? And that's a whole other conversation I think we might have to have at another time. But yeah. but when he made that connection of the two things like his 
his drawing, which he he was a he was an artist, right? Not, he wouldn't call himself mm -hmm. an artist, but he was he was always doodling and drawing, and his love for um for penguins and a Antarctica. Oh, yeah. do you remember that when he made That's that a perfect example of I love that like it gives how me this chills. process works? Yeah, right. right. Yeah, it is. It's making. It's about making connections. It's about. I always see like the little detective hat and the cape and the pipe and all that stuff that we're all detectives and we've got little pieces of the puzzle and it just starts to come together. And I always, and I use the, the image of, I have a document that I had created just for this of cream rising to the top. Uh -huh. The cream rises to the top, right? right? So you start with all your ideas and, you know, people come always come in with ideas. Everybody kind of sort of knows, mm -hmm. right? They kind of know a little bit about what they're supposed to be doing, but they, for whatever reason, haven't taken any steps. And this, this process is, can often be great confirmation mm -hmm. and just what they need to get moving on right. that in some right. way. But the, when the cream starts rising to the top, they're starting to see this, all this come together. Mm. They're seeing the connections being made. They're, they're getting repetition of information coming up over and over again. They're getting uh, more, What's interesting, what often happens is that now their minds are becoming more open mm -hmm. to ideas coming in and possibilities coming in. Right. So, the possibilities. Yes. So even yesterday, I have to say, I just ended an eight week uh, class yesterday. There was a, a young man who was, had never uh, considered the area, but what came up for him was cybersecurity. Right. Hmm. Okay. And so it's about keeping the world safe. I think his purpose had something to do a around that. Mm -hmm. But he was working in a completely different field. Right. Uh, I think it was some form. I can't remember the field he was in, but he got all. He had all of a sudden an opportunity to create whatever he wanted in that space if his family moved, like from one part of the country to another. Mm -hmm. And he so he's weighing up, but. Do you think that would have come up if he hadn't been doing this process? Right. No, I don't. Absolutely don't. It's, it's right. the kind of thing that happens all the time. I mean, right. people, they, they end up, some people will end up with internships that pay them more money than their jobs. They'll end up with um, offers. I One person had like four different job offers. You were talking about the possibilities, all of the possibilities that are yeah. out there but unless we're looking for them and oh open to them when we're looking up and not down then we see them right and then exactly. you know i know a guy who knows a guy you know oh there's this internship oh there's this whatever it might be like the stepping stones the how appears it's kind of kind of reminds me of um of uh um oh indiana jones you know and he's um he's uh he has to walk over that 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 um that cliff or whatever to get to the other side but there's no bridge yeah. but yeah. that he just has to you know like create it <laughs> yeah he has to create it like you know and in and, and the whole thing is take yeah. a step and the next step will appear right but you have to decide the what you have to decide the what you have first. to know what when you know what that's when i don't know you probably heard the term law of attraction but yes that's kind of yeah. when it kicks in Right. It's always when you know what you want and yeah. you're clear about that. Yeah. If you don't know what you want, 
and you're still fuzzy and there's a lot of stuff still running around your head, safekeeping self is like rearing its ugly head at every corner, then it becomes, it's more, uh, it's not impossible, but it's just more difficult to, and challenging. Right, right. And to see all those possibilities. Yeah, I I started school. Um, I started college at, as a um, a uh, in computer programming, mm. which is what my dad did, right? Because I was like, oh, oh wow. I just That's have to pick different. one, just pick one, pick one, pick yeah. one. Okay, I'll pick that one. I was in that for maybe a couple of weeks, and then I went into business, and that was not it. Like I, I, I wish that um, what colors your parachute was out when I started college, but I wish I had had somebody like you. To help me for one thing i didn't i didn't again i didn't um i didn't know about my adhd for a long time but to help mm-hmm. me with that what you know and i think too we before you picked a major before i picked a major right and it re- really was yeah. like okay these are the majors where am i going to fit myself in right and so with the with the 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 story about the um sam from atypical and he put those two things together that's what you do right you help them you, you help the make the connections that yeah. and i think there's more available and i think we i think i would love to have you on to talk more about for our kids or if we're starting something completely new like how do we yeah. how do we support yeah. them in that way um yeah. but so you talked about kind of step one is the what and the 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 opening up what what happens then what happens after you've kind of decided on something and you're lit up and you can can you actually i'm i'm i know the answer to this but when when you when they hit the light bulb when they get the light bulb do you, can you just feel it and see it in their energy oh yeah 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 the confidence level goes way up yeah so even you know after eight weeks they don't always have that big aha moment but they have the tools and their confidence and ability in their minds it's like now i know how to get this i can figure this out i got it Uh, they're not in this state of confusion or whatever but they still might have work to do because life happens Mm -hmm. and you know people aren't able to get everything done within that period of time but they've generally come far enough along so that they're like, I, aha, I get, I get how to do this. I've got the tools. Um, they have access to the back office or the, uh, password protected area that has all everything. Mm-hmm. They have all the recordings, go back and listen to recordings, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, but it's, it's one of those things where when you get it, you do start seeing some energy around things happening. Yeah. Now, one of the things I noticed with people with ADHD, including myself, is that even when you get an aha moment, it doesn't always register as a huge thing. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It can register as something like, oh, okay, I kind of see that. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there's still doubt. Is this real? Right. Is this a real thing? Can this really be? And then they have, but they're, you know, the good news is they're more aware of that safekeeping piece that's coming in there, kind of questioning them. That is the and, whole, the awareness is yeah. huge for everything. If we are not aware that it's that little safekeep, what do you call it? The, the safekeeping. Bowles co- coined that term, the safekeeping self. And I this, use it nonstop. 
Yeah, so when you notice that safekeeping self, that's almost yeah. that that's like that that awareness of oh, I mean it, sometimes it just stops it and it's tracks. Not always, yeah. but sometimes just that noticing that oh, there it is. There's that There it is. Out, Hello. Right? Yeah. I say give give it a give it some kind of an image. Like imagine it's for me it's a ghoul. Uh -huh. like a, or, or know, a name, trippy, right? Trippy, ugly ghoul. Right. And I, and it's like it's it like I'm sitting on my bed, you know, and all of a sudden it peeks in the door and it's like dripping and ugly. And that's kind of how I visualize it. So I, I say, give it, you know, give it an image of some kind or something, some way that you can recognize it when it's approaching. And, and what can we do when we see when we see that it's approaching again, sometimes and sometimes it's just enough to stop it. It is enough. Uh, it, I think the awareness you have to, it, because it's going to keep, there's no way it's going to stop. It's always right. going to be there on some mm -hmm. level at all points in our lives. I mean, it may not show up uh, in this process, but it probably shows up in other areas of your life. I mean, it's just one of those things. Right. Uh, the term safekeeping self is used exclusively, not exclusively, but I use it exclusively for career, making a career decision, mm -hmm. you know, and really being free to say, this is who I am, guys. And you might not like it that much. You may be a little bit uncomfortable with where the direction I'm going, but I'm going to do so well at this because I know I'm going to love it. Mm -hmm. And therefore, when I do well at something, I know that I'm able to create whatever I want with it, make money at it and do all that other stuff. Right. 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 And that's, that's, there's so much freedom at the other end of it mm -hmm. uh, that you get to experience a little of once you start recognizing it. Because right. that aha, oh, there it is moment. It, that's huge. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. Can you imagine? I mean, I think of all these other areas in my life where I haven't said that I haven't noticed it. Right. You know, I really noticed it when it comes to my work, of course, but uh, I don't, that's for therapy. <laughs> I always say that even though this isn't, this isn't therapy, it's a therapeutic process. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of good thought. So if people have therapists, this is great fodder for therapy because yeah, all absolutely. those. Yeah. And helping you to take it to forward. your therapist and now work on that because right. you have something very big that has not allowed you to move forward in mm. some way. Mm -hmm. And um, that's something to really dive into. Like where, where did that come from? Uh, what is it? Is it true? Is it true? And you yeah. know, so, so and yeah. sometimes in the work that I do, I I just you know when we when we see that the the safekeeping self, I love that because that's what it is, right? When you mm -hmm. when we see the safekeeping self, we can say, "Thank you, I've got this." Thank yeah. you, kind of, and sometimes even sharing. taking the sweeping motion yeah. of pushing it behind me. Thank you, I've got this. I've I've got right. the driver's seat here. I'm you know yeah. I, I thank you for keeping me safe. Yeah. Yeah. Until, until you didn't. Right. Right. <laughs> until I was no longer safe. <laughs> yeah. Until you kept me from, you know, finding it is what I'm supposed to be doing, but I got this, I got this. It's okay. Yeah, it is. It's, I'd say that that is the very, that's the first step. And then having 
being able to recognize it more and more and more. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a big hurdle. You know, that's a big hurdle to get over. Yeah. But I think getting that, the one good thing that I love about working, you know, with a, a small cohort in a, in a class is that everybody supports each other. I love that. So, yep. so they can, it's like when people start doubting themselves right there, the other people will chime in and go, what? You know, like, look at who you are. Right. You know? I mean, you're, you are, and I'll say, does anyone doubt that this is what this person is really excited about and could potentially thrive in? Right. And the heads are going like this, right? Oh, hell no. Yes. Yes, of course they can. I think, and, too, as people that we're, we're so in our own heads and in our, in our own space that it does take other people and not the people, you know, not necessarily are the people in our safekeeping community, yeah. our family and friends, but in a situation Quite like that, <laughs> yes, who can see in us potential, who can see mm -hmm. in us like all of the things that we can't see, right? Because we're all in our it's own just heads. The energy. Yeah. It's because you know when you've got energy around something that you can do it, whatever it is. Not right. only can you do it, but you can do it really well, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so the first thing that we tackle are what skills do you enjoy using? Mm, okay. Not what strengths do you have? Mm -hmm. uh, because people, they talk a lot about in career about strengths, but I talk about skills because what do you, what do you want to be actually doing out there versus what strength do you have that other people are going to identify and go do more of this? Right. I know. And, and put you in a position to do something you don't particularly want to do just yep. because you're good good at it, so to speak. That's an important point. I, I remember um, talking to um, a client one time and she was, she was, I was kind of doing this with her, trying to help her, um, you know, determine a direction. And she, um, and she said that she was a writer and she used to write for the school paper and all of the things. And I asked her, well, what is that something that you would consider? And she's like, I hate writing. I'm good at it, but I, I don't enjoy it. Bing. Okay. Yeah. That's that, like, let's, let's get rid of the things that we don't like. Right. And use the skills that we, I love, I love that distinction, the skills that you enjoy using. Absolutely. And what people realize when they've gone through the process, they start to like hone in on these skills, right? Mm -hmm. And they realize, aha, I wasn't using that skill hardly at all right. in my work. I was not maybe ever, mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe ever. And so you get to decide how much time you want to spend using a skill like if you want to be a writer, for example, and you enjoy writing and writing comes up a lot with people, it seems not everybody, some people hate writing. So it, it goes both ways. But like, you decide how much of the day you want to write, maybe how much of the day you want to research, right. how, how much of the day you want to spend doing other things, even doing cre uh, art, artistic -y kinds of things like putting together graphics mm -hmm. and doing, I mean, there's just uh, this is just an example, you know, of how things kind of start coming together when you realize the skills and do I want to do it 30% of that? You can put it into percentages. Mm. Uh, 
you can put it into whatever format works for you. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I always say is make this process your own. Here you have the format, you have the structure, but you have to put it together in a way that you're going to use it and not stick it in the drawer once this is over. Right, right. Uh, Yeah, I I love that. So then you're getting clear about the what, and then you're getting even more clear and more clear and more clear until you're like, you know, till you're laser focused on, oh, I got it. You know, and as you talk about the skills, um, I go back to Sam on Atypical too, right? His interest was in the penguins in Antarctica, right? But mm-hmm. his skill that he really loved and that he was really good at was the drawing part. So he was able to pair the two, right? Oh, I, yeah. I just love that. It still, it still, um, still gives me chills. Such a good image. Realization. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good yeah. Image. Such a good example. It really is. And, and the, you see this a lot. Uh, it's just that I think people have a hard time. They go, well, that's good. That's great for, for them, you know, for so for Sam on, on the TV show. But mm-hmm. how do I do that? You know, how do I make those connections? And may, learning how to make those connections is really a big piece of what I love doing. I mean, that's my work. I love doing that. I love people just going, oh, yeah. And then when the cream starts rising to the top, you know, I can we can look at this image and go, where are you in the glass right now? Oh, where right. are you? Okay. Yeah, so we have a visual. I try and that's what I like doing. It's, I like metaphors a lot. And so I try and create and find. I have a wonderful graphic artist who is ADHD and she understands how to translate my thoughts into images. Oh, beautiful. Are, are really wonderful for, for our for people with ADHD. I do. I, I love yeah. a, I love a visual. That's how that's, I learned best that, that way. If I can see it, if I can see it rather than words. Yeah. I'm in the process right now of doing, uh, after 35 years, finally, um, I asked her if she would want to work with me to put together the entire process in visual form. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I love that. And I talked to, uh, Marcy Bowles, who is um, Dick Bowles' wife, it's mm-hmm. the found, she has the foundation, and she and I have talked several times, and she knows everything I'm doing, and uh, she loves it, and she's very supportive, and I said, what about doing a workbook uh, for people with ADHD, and she liked the idea, and she's going to introduce me to the publisher of the book to see if Sweet. we can work on that together. All right. See. Okay, I'm what? getting way ahead of myself. I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but just that's how reality happens. But right? see, and I love that the little connections. Oh, this is, and this is a, this is, and and I think that was one of the things. Yeah. So we definitely need to talk more, Shell. If you're open to it, I would love to talk yeah, more oh, about course, like yeah. college and career. Like you know, like we don't necessarily have to go to college. Don't get me saying, started. Right? Yeah, I know. But <laughs> yeah. but but I'd love to ha- talk about that at another time. But that we first of all with ADHD comes creativity. Like we are creative beings, right? We're we have to find creative. some way to express it. And I think what this process does is, is it helps people really start to identify the ways in which they can express it. That's the thing, right? Not in a traditional way. Like like Not me looking at way. these are the majors. Where am mm-hmm. I going to fit myself in? No, that was not the no. right. I mean, I did eventually get no. my uh, my uh, go to school for education, which and I'm teaching now. I am using it, just not for kids. 
Yeah. But that's also a connection, anyway. right? Do you connection. even enjoy working with kids? <laughs> we also make, yeah, we also make, I, I created something called the smile file, uh-huh. which I don't know if I can say this, but people can download it for free uh, on my website. Yes, absolutely. And that popped in my head one day, smile file. Mm-hmm. What makes me smile? Mm. And to really get connected with all the things that make you smile. And since we have these little wonderful things, right, all you have phone. to do is just start clicking away at all the things that make you smile right. around your house and putting mm-hmm. together in some format. And then look, that's another puzzle kind of right. thing. How does that, how does that align with what really interests you? What brings you uh, joy? overall. Mm-hmm. And um, so one of the things that happened for me in my own smile file process was when I was a teenager in high school, I took a picture of me on my yearbook where I was uh, in a cheerleading group. I, that was the only thing I did in, in high school that I really loved. That was mm-hmm. it, cheerleading. Right. And I just remember thinking, what was it about that was so cool? Mm -hmm. And I think it was the idea that I was literally out there leading people to in a way that was uplifting, Mm -hmm. you know, getting them to really, I love screaming. I didn't take a lot of drugs in high school because I had cheerleading and I could scream my brains off to get it all out, you know? Right. And that was really something that, and so when I look at what I do today, what do I do? You're a cheerleader. <laughs> when I made that connection, it was like, oh my God. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. So Shell, this is this is brilliant, right? This is, I think this has been a really hopeful, enlightening because we do, because this world that we live in, for one thing, is not made for our neurodiverse minds. It's not made for the way that our brains no. are wired. Are we are not linear, right? Our like no, we, we talked about in the linear. beginning. Our journey is not <laughs> yeah. linear. Nuance, which, I mean, I call which it. really is most of life, right? Like life is yeah. a life is a spiral, but we are we we accentuate that we we really live into that spiral spiralness. Yeah. But that what if it could be fun? Like what if this it's gotta be fun? And what if but what if this career, what if this can be like, ooh, curiosity and exploration and and you know, an interesting, I'm gonna make this really I'm incredibly interesting, right? <laughs> if we can say that to ourselves, I am re- I'd love to explore what what if and what if and what if and I, I so I love this conversation that we're gonna have that we're we've had and I Definitely, if you're up for it, I want to come back to Absolutely. college yeah. and choices and helping our kids and, and you know, and helping ourselves too, because yes. most of us, I think, are not, my husband, my husband, I think, knew when he was um, five that he was going to be an engineer. Um, he is it an happens. engineer still. He didn't know what it was called, you know, but that's, mm-hmm. that's, he's always been, that's his mind. Right. Yeah. But, exactly. and I, and he's like, yeah, of course, I'm like, no, not of course, not, no, most people do not find no. their way in, in, and after decades still love what they do. Right. Most, however, I do feel that most of us, if we can remember the things that we enjoyed, the activities we enjoyed doing as a kid, Right. Like the, the things that we were attracted to doing, mm-hmm. uh, like 
in any format like no doubt your your husband like lego or he liked putting things you know puzzles he liked together to he liked to find um, electronics and lawnmowers out of people's trash and pull them oh, apart okay, and put them together again so they worked <laughs> that is exactly the kind of thing yeah and so if you remember back and i take people back from the very beginning like how much can you remember of that right. because that is your biggest clue yeah. right there right. and it got generally it gets wiped out along the way yeah. you know it gets right. interfered with mm -hmm. uh, as we as we get older and that's where safekeeping all the voices come in the right. people telling us oh look at look at how good you are I mean when I was a kid I was pretty good in art I wasn't great but my great-grandfather was an artist mm -hmm. and I mean he was a well-known artist uh, and we had his paintings all over the place. And so he drew in a very realistic way. And I never could imagine myself doing that. Right. Right. But people used to say, oh, you, you, you've got your great grandfather's skill. Mm. You can be an artist. And I just went, oh no, mm. because I, it was when people were telling me that I wasn't ready to hear any of that. Right. And it was other people telling me what I should be doing. I think right. that's the thing. That's the biggest turnoff of all. Right. When other people tell you what they think you should be doing because you're so good at it. Mm. I mean, that little rebellious thing comes in, right? Right, right. <laughs> it's like, nope. well, I'm definitely not doing that. Especially when you're, <laughs> what, like 18 and, and trying to decide what to do after high school. Nope. No. <laughs> Although I did. <laughs> It's like, I have no idea what to do. It's I'll just... either that or exactly you, you follow, you go, okay, this, these are the choices that I was given and you right. bought it to some extent. Uh, and I don't think parents realize, unfortunately, God bless us all. Um, because I, I did a little bit of that myself. I think it's kind of like, uh, I told my son, you will go to college because mm -hmm. we were both educated and it didn't, it was like, you don't have it at the time. I was thinking he must go to college. Right. Right. Well, he ended up going to college for one year, uh, and becoming completely overwhelmed in a giant university. And he, he had to go to a university in his mind. It had to be a really good school. Right. Even though I didn't care if it was community college quite, and I would wish he had gone to community college quite frankly first, which right. I always recommend by the way, go there first. It's cheaper get those cork glasses out of the way. Exactly. Um, but he ended up dropping out after a year. Mm -hmm. And um, he had a son when he was 19. And it was not what I had planned. You know, it's not what I thought right. was going to happen. I had this career. I had so much stuff that I had done in my life. And it was like, oh, I guess that could happen too. You know? Right, right. But he had enough of me drilling into his head that he must love and enjoy what he does, that he is currently doing that now. Mm, beautiful. He found a way to to take all of that. And he wasn't meant for college, you yeah. know, but he's got a very good career. And he's also coming back and doing art, which is something uh, he stopped doing for a while. And he's using art in his work. He's doing all these. It's like it it worked. Through right, osmosis. right. Well, <laughs> through osmosis, right? Yes, exactly. That's it. They're getting, they're getting from us, whether we are 
speaking it or not. They're what yeah. yeah, that that's how I feel. Like my my kids get things from me through osmosis. So I have to be very careful. <laughs> You have to, and be, to be, careful. be very careful Both what is ways, in my mind, right. what is in my energy field, yeah. right? Well, yeah. so this has been a fantastic conversation. I'm really excited. Can't wait for it to go live. So if there is one thing that our listeners can do today for themselves or for to help their, you know, their their children who are who are teens and maybe starting to think about college, what is one thing that they could do today to get on this um on this journey of self-discovery? Uh, first of all, ask, have them ask themselves, what am I attracted to? What are the mm -hmm. things that I'm attracted to? And make a list of those things, no matter how crazy they look. Mm -hmm. Anything and everything. Without censorship. I love that. Without, Without censorship. censorship. And parents, yeah. stay away. Do not hover. Do not do like any. This is yours. Yeah. Do not make any suggestions. Just allow them to just fully let it all out well i think without is. censorship of ourselves too if we're if, exactly. if we are sitting here and doing this what are the things i'm attracted to and not censoring it you know and and i don't know about you but i often find you know you use the cream to the top i use the um the uh like a um the water pump like if you're you know like an outdoor water pump so you're pumping your pump from a well yes. right you're pumping uh -huh. pumping pumping and it's all sludgy in the beginning and it's you can't see through it and then once you keep going like the crystal clear it's kind of like the opposite it's kind of the yeah. but it's the same thing it's the cream to the it's top the same right it's the same yeah. idea and also yeah, you keep going and let yourself like all the all the the you know the the things that have already been in your mind are going to come up first and you write them down and then the brilliance yeah. like the stuff from deep within your soul comes out that's the it, good it stuff it has to come out with us because we when we get going on that that's where our we go we go down the good what i call the good rabbit hole yeah. you know the good rabbit and, hole and i love that we we start to bloom and blossom and um, get excited and curiosity is huge that's a big yeah. part of it Right. So allowing them to be curious and to put everything down uncensored and and say, wow, that is so good. you'll learn so much about your about yourself, child as well, your child. Yeah. And, and your child, you will learn so much about them if you just allow them the smile file is another way to do it. I mean, yeah. that's where okay. you just take pictures of everything that makes you smile and free download. This, you know, it's on there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let, I'm going to I don't know if I have it, but I will um, I'll get that link from you and definitely put it in the show notes. So Shell, yeah. how can our listeners find you? Um, so career coaching with Shell, S-H-E-L-L.com. Okay. Career coaching with Shell. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And definitely <clears throat> go check Shell out. Excuse me. Go check Shell out. Say hello. Tell her that you that you heard her on the vision driven mom with adhd podcast you might consider re-listening to this episode because it's full of little brilliance little gold nuggets okay shell Thank this you. has been fantastic i really loved yeah. um, our conversation today i'm really excited for our next conversation that i already have in my head <laughs> <laughs> for, for the kids let's get the let's get them on the right track exactly. absolutely absolutely yeah. yeah thank you so much for taking the time this has been great you're very welcome it was indeed a pleasure thank All you all right goodbye for now 
Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast. Now, one thing I know for sure is that managing ADHD is not a one-stop shop. There are so many tips, tools, practices, treatment options, and lifestyle accommodations to consider. It's easy to feel overwhelmed and wonder where in the world to start. If you're nodding your head yes, then you'll want to check out the free ADHD supports guide. It's a super simple step-by-step guide that keeps your ADHD brain engaged because it's interesting, it's important, and sometimes even a little exciting. I invite you to consider yourself a detective as you discover the ideal combination of supports to help you remain calm, be more consistent, stay focused on what's important, shift out of overwhelm and other big emotions more quickly, make decisions more easily, and develop more confidence, all while becoming more of the person you know yourself to be. Download the guide at visiondrivenmom.com forward slash ADHD supports, or find the link in the show notes. I truly believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Goodbye for now.